Brenda Darden Wilkerson, CEO and president of AnitaV.org. Our mission, to ensure that the faces of those who create tech mirror those of us who use it. That's where Be The Way Forward, a new podcast from AnitaB.org and me, comes in. I'm talking to the changemakers to deliver the powerful and empowering conversations we all need to hear. And on today's episode, I had the great pleasure of sitting down with the multi-talented Janelle Monet at Grace Hopper Celebration 2023. And I always try to find the fun in it. And, and, and it's always fun when I can go outside of Janelle Monet and become, you know, these women, pay homage to them and also bring life. Yeah, bring life to, to, yeah. to their voices and yeah. create something new and, and hopefully grow as an actor as well. You know, I love storytelling. That's coming up on today's episode of Be The Way Forward. Our special guest today is Janelle Monet, the multi-hyphenate talent whose career spans music, acting, and literature. Welcome. I'm so honored to be able to sit across from you today. How Likewise. are you? Likewise. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm excited. I'm great. I had a really long, eventful flight um, in here, but I made it. I'm here, and I'm so happy to be talking to you. I mean, we are so honored, and our audience is going to be so excited to hear what you're going to share with us today. So, okay, let's start out by sharing that. I have to share that you and I are both from Kansas City. Get out of here. That's Can right. Okay, Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas? Well, grandpa, grandma, Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. Then mom and dad moved to Kansas City, Missouri. Amazing. I mean, it's all the same. It's only one it is. bridge that, you know, That's right. keeps it apart. But I was born and raised in Kansas City, Kansas. So I know that like the back of my hand and I also spent time in Missouri too. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, I think that I have very much a memory of the impact that Kansas City has on me. Can you share some of the memorable lessons that you learned growing up in Kansas City? and how they've informed the way that you move through the world and in the entertainment industry. Sure. I just had a, an opportunity to go home because I'm on tour right now. And I went home and I performed and my 97-year-old great-grandmother was in the audience. She heard everything, saw everything. And it was just truly like such an emotional moment being able to perform for my like original yeah tribe family you right. know these were the people that told me I could do it they were at every talent showcase when there was 10 people or 100 people and now there are thousands of people and they're there and so it was a full circle moment and I think I learned the importance of community from my, my family my grandmother um, was from Aberdeen Mississippi and then she migrated to Kansas City and she ended up having 12 children with my grandfather wow. and so I grew up in a big family my mom was like one of 12 and was the baby. And my aunts and uncles all together probably have 49 kids. Wow. So I grew up with 49 okay. first cousins. So when you come into a big community like that, you know, you were taught to take care of each other. You're taught to protect each other, to love each other. And I think I've, take, I've taken that responsibility into my art and to my work. That's a great legacy. And amazing. Congratulations on having a 97-year-old grandmother. She is she is feisty. She drinks a beer, I think, every day. Like, she is 
one of a kind. One of That's one. awesome. That's what's her name? <laughs> uh, El Senior Norman. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've written about forbidden love and the surveillance state. Mm-hmm. The memory librarian in there, you wrote about an oppressive government kidnapping and wiping the memories of people who are different, effectively rebooting them in the name of servility. And now we see the governor of this state and other conservative governors like him passing legislation, banning books, and limiting what can be taught in school with a specific focus on LGBTQIA issues and on black history. Mm. So how do we wage this battle to preserve our history, to preserve our right to be who we are and to love who we want to? Yeah, I think it's very dangerous um, uh, what what DeSantis is doing and other conservative governors um, who want to erase identities of real people. You know, um, we are humans, you know, being a part of the LGBTQI plus community isn't something that happened overnight for centuries. We've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, Black history has been here. And in order for us to really create and shape a better future that feels inclusive, that feels um, systemically like it, it, it is not like, but that it is working for Black and brown folks and for minorities and for the LGBTQIA plus communities, we have to, we have to talk about the history. We have to talk about what has happened. We have to um, show representation of all kinds so that people are not afraid and and fear um, us and think that we're a threat. You know, uh, I come in love. You know, all the people that I know from the community are of love. Mm -hmm. You know, we want, we just want to exist um, and experience joy and and not feel like we're outcasts, not feel like we're different. You know, I I welcome the day where, we can love uh, without fear, right. you know? We can just be without fear. We can uh, walk in our blackness without code switching. We can uh, honor our history um, without people trying to erase it. You know, I think black history is American history. Yep. And it's so important uh, that we protect it, that we fight back against it, that we speak out against it, and that parents are going to go find those books that are being burned or banned. Because nine times out of 10, those are the books that you that you need to be talking to your kids about so that your kids can be better than a DeSantis. That's exactly right. And I think the one positive thing that's coming out of this whole experience is that there are people actually seeking out books that they wouldn't have before because they're being banned. So in a way, this is sort of um, working against them as it were, right? Hope is that it is, but you know, who knows? You know, there may just be, you just never know when you you erase, erasure of identities is just dangerous. It's just so dangerous to omit uh, the truth. Mm -hmm. And um, we just need more truth tellers. We do. More people in the position of power fighting back against that. You know, it's like using your power and your influence um, to combat uh, ignorance is really going to be, you know, one of the ways forward. Right. I I totally agree. Um, We took the opportunity of being here in Florida. um, We put up what we call the bandstand. We featured some band books. um, But always, always we're talking about women in tech Mm -hmm. who uh, most of us didn't know about. I mean, I went to university for computer science. I didn't learn about Grace Hopper. 
yeah. for decades. Yeah. I mean, I took a COBOL class. She made COBOL. No one mentioned her, right? So erasure is one of those things that has held our community back in tech, uh, women and non-binary people. And uh, we work really hard, like you said, to use our power yeah. to make sure that uh, we push against that. So I want to pivot now to your acting career. Okay. You've played characters that a lot of us here can identify with. In Hidden Figures, you played Mary Jackson, NASA's first black woman engineer. She was promoted as high as an engineer could be at NASA, which is amazing. But then she took a step back in her career so that she could help women and people of color get into STEM. She made that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. She literally had to take a demotion to do yeah. that. Mm. And in the film, there's a moment when her colleague, Katherine Johnson, is told to remove her name from a career-defining report. She had that opportunity. Mm. And the credit goes to a man. Mm. So now, right next to that, in The Glass Onion, which I loved, by the way. Thank you. It was great. And I'm not going to spoil it for all of y'all. If any of you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Oh, come on. Go. <laughs> watch it. Yes, absolutely. Watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. Um, you play a brilliant tech founder who sounds the alarm about a dangerous product, then gets ousted by a tech bro who becomes the world's richest man. You know, so first of all, these were brilliant black women who were denied credit and promotion while mediocre white men stumble upon fortune and fame. <laughs> a harsh reality far too many of us have experienced in our respective fields. Mm -hmm. So how did you approach playing these women? And what drew you to those roles? And what do you take away from those experiences? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, I know a lot of women like them, you know, in, 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 in so many different fields, uh, women and non-binary folks and, and, and minorities have had to always um, find their voice, you know, and, and advocate for themselves. And some of them lose jobs because the people who benefit from uh, patriarchy or benefit from being the majority or the most celebrated um, can deem them speaking up and, and them asking for equal pay or wanting, you know, uh, again, uh, equal opportunity as aggressive. And sometimes they're fired or not promoted to where they should be. Um, and not able to really realize their potential, which is also sad. And so, you know, having heard stories from women and, and Black women specifically, um, I made it my duty. I was like, I, I want to honor um, this woman because we know her yes, in the do. school systems. We know her in um, tech. We know her in on the business side of the music industry, even on the entertainment side of the music industry. We know these sorts of black women in entrepreneurship who have just built foundations and never get the credit. They never get paid what they're owed either. And so it was personal for me, you know, and, and uh, not knowing about a Mary Jackson growing up and having like so many other people to pick from and, and, and me never knowing right. that there were three black women and not just three, but hundreds you know, of, 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 of black women who helped, um, and not just black women, 
women mm -hmm. um, who helped get our astronauts into space, it just made me freeze up and say, wow, you know, what a missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity to inspire so many, you know, young kids who uh, don't see themselves in STEAM, um, uh, who don't see themselves uh, working at NASA uh, because they just haven't seen themselves working at NASA. So one of my most proud moments is always when a parent or a child says, uh, I, I love science because of Mary Jackson or I watched Hidden Figures and, mm -hmm. you know, and then speaking of Glass Onion, um, that, that was, that was important. You know, I think Andy, uh, as well as Helen, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, you have to go watch it. It's yes, been out for a little bit. Um, being able to honor, you know, a boss, you know, mm -hmm. like Helen and and, and, and Andy, um, which was one of my, like, a really, really big role. Uh, I had double duty, yes. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but being able to play those sort of, those two roles and, and to to have, like, these two Black women who represent the spectrum of um, just, like, what it means to fight against uh, a system that was never built for you in the first place it was personal, but also... Uh, you know that movie was fun too, and I always try to find the fun in it, and 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 it's always fun when I can go outside of Janelle Monae and become, you know, these women, pay homage to them, and also uh, bring bring life, um, yeah, bring life to to yeah. to their voices and yeah. create something new and and hopefully grow as an actor as well. You know, yeah. I love storytelling, whether it's music, acting, you know, fashion, literature. All of it is it's deeply fulfilling for me. Yeah, and obviously you're amazing at it. Um, you know, I I, want, I wonder what your thoughts are on, you know, sort of the opposite uh, track. You talk about it bringing life. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that's part of the strategy of a DeSantis or some of these other people to, you said that when you hear little girls say, you know, I want to be a scientist or I want to go to NASA because of the example of these other Girls, is that you think that that's part of the strategy of trying to erase the history so that that encouragement is not there? Uh, you know, I I I don't know. I I can't I can't speak to 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 their minds. I I, I know though, um, you know, as an artist and as a storyteller, my job is to uh, when I feel it, when I feel convicted. Um, about an idea and the importance of an idea is to tell stories that hopefully will inspire people to think about themselves doing things that maybe they would not have considered doing, you know, to empathize with characters that maybe they may not have considered loving, mm -hmm. you know, to seek more information uh, around uh, subjects and ideas that they just did not know about. And I love that. I love that we can bring... Um, through our stories, through storytelling, through education, through educating, through art, um, we can usher in a new generation of uh, stronger, bolder, more powerful um, minds. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I remember when I was in engineering school, 
I didn't know about any women who had done anything. Mm -hmm. And now I do. Uh, and Christine Darden actually is one of the hidden figures. And yeah. that's, our, that's our namesake, right? Yeah. So whether or not uh, we were related, that would have encouraged me yeah. as a young girl to know that someone with my name yeah. had done those amazing things. So um, I'm really excited that you, you tell those stories. Let's talk about a line on your song, Phenomenal. Off your latest album, The Age of Pleasure, it says, I'm looking at a thousand versions of myself and we're all fine. It sounds it like you're- more than that. It says more than that. <laughs> well, I just thought I would take that little snippet. It does. So it sounds like you're experiencing a joyful awakening of your different identities. Mm -hmm. And at anitab.org, we're working to build workplaces where women across all intersections can thrive. So what changed for you when you finally allowed yourself to intersect with your social identities? And how did you get to this self-reclamation? Yeah. You know, I, I love that line. Um, we're such a reflection of each other. You know, when I look, when I, I'm, I'm on tour and so I'm looking out in the audience and I'm seeing so many brown, black, and just beautiful, uniquely made folks who we're on our, our own evolution of self-love and, and what it means to have balance and what it means to experience peace and joy unapologetically. And I think for me, um, my focus was not on centering hate. It wasn't on centering folks who have divisive tactics, who are, are anti-LGBTQIA plus community, who, who don't see me, who don't love me. It was not on centering hate. It was on centering love. And so my work with the Age of Pleasure is a response to love, the love that I have for myself and my community. And what does it really feel like and look like when I'm able to create with that in mind, you know, as my North Star, what is it, what 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 does that community feel like when we feel like we're in our safe oasis, you know, free from all of that? And um, I love it. It's just been a joy to watch it city to city, state to state, to us to have those two hours together, you know, fully not thinking about anything other than experiencing joy internally and externally and with each other. Safe. Yeah. When you said that joy, you know, that touches something deeply inside me and other people because uh, especially as a as a black person, as a black woman, mm -hmm. uh, many times I feel like um, when I'm in certain spaces, it's, it's like, it's almost like there's the anti-joy mm. experience mm -hmm, coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, I can't wait for more people to experience what you're talking about. And it yeah. seems like. I want it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, want it. I really truly do. So, but how did, how did you start towards that journey? Cause we always, we can get so busy mm -hmm. and so busy doing. Mm-hmm that we don't, we aren't being. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Life, life, yeah. <laughs> life is lifing, all of us. Um, you know, I think, I, th I think prioritizing it for me, uh, I think perhaps the pandemic had something to do with it. Once we had a moment to pause, you know, my, my line of work, I was traveling a lot and that got stripped away from me. Um, as a, as a performer and as a, as a storyteller, I couldn't really move. I couldn't, so as I, in that stillness, I just started to think about um, how I wanted to spend my time. And um, 
you know, what wasn't I getting enough of, you know, and if this is my experience here on earth as I know it, how do I want to define that? Who I want? Who do I want to define that with? And so I got really intentional about joy. I got really intentional about what the things were that were bringing me pleasure, what the things that were bringing me pain, because pain and pleasure go hand in hand. You know, sometimes you got to go through that pain to experience pleasure. And I definitely had my age of pain, my age of anxiety, my age of depression, my age of, you know, um, insecurity. And not that those things don't come up. You know, it's not that life is pleasurable at every single stage and, and moment. But I think um, it's a muscle that I've had to build and and a new way of thinking, you know, a new way of thinking, a new lens that doesn't wait for joy to come. I got to create it. Mm. I have to create it. That feels powerful. That feels like you took your power. Yeah. What would you say to people in our audience who might be struggling with learning how to take their power? You're not alone, for sure, you know, and I think it's a tightrope. It's a balancing act. Like we don't, you don't wake up. I don't wake up all the time like this. Again, it is a muscle. I have to have my affirmations. I have to have things that I tell myself. I coach myself a lot privately, like, okay, you know, I could let a mistake um, or a, a, a fear uh, get in the way of me actually enjoying the moment of just being, because this is life and you gotta, it, it's gonna give you everything. And so you have to really pick and choose, you know, the things you're, you wanna suffer over. You really have to think about that. And sometimes we don't get to pick them. Sometimes, you know, again, life, life sucks. And again, it's a balancing act. You're not alone. It'll take some, um, some intention, you know, some accountability, have a good community. I think that's important. Have accountability partners is what I like to call them. Like people that understand your journey, understand what you want, what you're trying to go for, how you want to live your life holistically and um, surround yourself with those people that champion that, that help you not go off course when you go off course. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to end this time together, which I don't really want to end this time together, but I want to end it on a really optimistic note. Yeah. Um, you've been called an Afrofuturist. And central to Afrofuturism is the expression of Black joy, which is what we've just been talking mm -hmm. about, and the visibility of us thriving, yeah. totally escaping the strictures of society. It's where we can be in full control of our own futures. How can we realistically achieve this state of freedom in our country? That's a really big question for me. I don't know. I'm an artist, you know. Unfortunately, I I'm not a politician. You know, I don't I don't have the citizens. Here is what we need to do. Solution. It's a lot to clean up <laughs> in this country and in this world, and I think. What I'm trying to do, and, and I, I just don't have the answers to everything. I wish that I did. But the thing that I want to do, again, is to continue to bring joy. Music, I think, has the power to bring people together. Film, TV, all of that it brings us together to have conversations. It brings us together to 
to smile more, to laugh more. And I, yeah. I really do believe when people are happy mm -hmm. at their happiest, um, they make better decisions. You're able to move in a space of optimism when you're truly optimistic uh, through and through. And I hope that my art and I hope that the things that I put out in this world can truly uh, touch somebody deeply, you know, enough where they where they feel transformed. Um, yeah, like they 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 actually give a damn about the future and where it goes and whatever they can do little by little, brick by brick, they can build, you know, a better yellow brick road to more peace, more love, more harmony. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously you have found that place of peace and I mean, I'm just you're feeding from it and I love it. Um, what, how can you encourage, what would you say to encourage women, non-binary people, people of color, people of the LGBTQIA plus community, especially in places like Florida, mm. how can they, how can they move to imagine a future without limits? Mm. Well, first of all, know that you are powerful individually and collectively. Know that you are not alone. You know, I am right here with you fighting that fight and doing what I can, you know, to, to help protect our rights. Um, stay with each other though. You are powerful alone, more powerful together. Amen. So stay in community, lean on each other, cry with each other. Don't be afraid, you know, to be vulnerable. All these emotions are valid. Mm -hmm. um, what DeSantis and, and, and other conservative folks who are um, um, not recognizing us as uh, humans who deserve, uh, you know, full rights, uh, in our community um, is evil and it, 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 it is enough to you know piss you off every time you think about it obviously from a human rights level and I just want to continue to love on my trans family you know my non-binary family even more and more and more we got to love each other even more even if 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 my freedom looks different than yours you know I challenge us to love each other because it's not us who need to internally you know be divisive mm -hmm. or uh territorial uh but no the system that we're in is what we have to keep fighting against mm -hmm. it was not good for any of us and so uh, until we burn it down until we create something that feels safe for all of us um we're going to need to continue to lock in and find our joy find our moments of joy and pleasure mm -hmm. you deserve it you're worthy of it and if anybody feels you different um they are, you know, not for you. And uh, we just keep it moving. We talk about that in the tech, uh, female tech community, um, binary tech community. Um, and it's, it's, it's so uh, parallel in the conversation about mm -hmm. understanding. And, and people laugh when I say this, but mm -hmm. the most important thing to me about creating tech is understanding that it is about people. Many times tech people really get into the bits, the bites, nerding out on things that we can create. Yeah. But at the end of the day, tech has its highest and best use in the service of people. Mm -hmm. And when you serve people, you love people. Yeah. Right. And so um, I love that. I love that you create. Um, I just love to know um, what's next. Well, right now I'm on tour and I'm just enjoying that. I'm trying to stay present. I'm just really, really enjoying 
reconnecting um, with my fam. Uh, that's what I like to call them, an acronym for free ass motherfucker. And um, I love, I love the live experience. I love um, being able to build something each day. And I'm such an arts theater kid at heart. And um, I just think that it's just so powerful performing, performance and transformative. And I've, and I've seen it night after night after night. And so I'm just being present. That's what's next for me. And you know, uh, allowing my mind um, space to grow, to learn. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about who I'm becoming. I love that. You know, when you talk about creating and taking that time and space and, and being part of the art, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the pandemic. Um, I think during the pandemic, anyone who didn't appreciate art and creativity had to. We were mm -hmm. at home and... I, I know that books and music saved me, mm. and I was really grateful for the people yeah. who created it. So yeah. thank you again for your art. Yeah, and I also want to acknowledge that a lot of us did not get an opportunity to stay home and, True. you know, write and listen to music. You know, some of us were privileged enough to do that. Some of us were working, you know, trying to feed our kids. People yes. got fired, laid off. Um, one of my organizations... At Wonderland, we helped feed a lot of a lot of people uh, who lost their jobs during the pandemic, and it was just it, it was eye opening to see how this pandemic really affected, um, you know, our everyday folks, and, and it just let me know like we literally have to remind ourselves that if we don't take care of each other, we don't take care. Of each other. That's right. That's right. And we change our minds about who counts. Yeah. And we learned a lot. Yeah. I'm hoping that those lessons stay with us mm -hmm. and that we can make changes that really impact people's lives. Me too. In a positive way. Me too. Yeah. My words for myself are service, being of service. That is, you know, one word that night after night that we say in prayer is we are of service, not of service to ego, but to our community. Mm -hmm. And they need us. They're, they're coming there every single night, coming to us in need of community, in need of a church, when their church has pushed them out, when their district or, you know, their government has not shown up for them um, in loving and human ways. We have to create a safe oasis for them each and every night. And so we have to be of service each and every night. And then um, another word for me is play. Like literally, when you say, I'm going to go see an artist, you don't say, I'm going to go see an artist work a show. You're like, no, I'm going to see an artist play a show. So reconnecting to that playful childlike space that sometimes we can get away from. Mm -hmm. um, but in that play, I've been, I've, I found just so much joy. It brings me so much joy. And I love that, and my hope is that we can encourage everybody to like step outside of yourselves and everyday, you know, personas, uh, and, and 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 let's play, let's play, let's play. Wow, that's awesome. I need to learn some more about that myself. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, it has been amazing to get to spend time with you, Janelle Monet. Thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for the peace that you've just brought to my life right now. And I'm sure to the lives of our listeners. We appreciate you. And thank you for taking that opportunity every night to minister to people. That opportunity um, that we all like to do and don't get to do as much. As, as we can. We got to do it here at the conference, yeah. right? And yeah. um, I'm going to take your encouragement to find more opportunities um, to, to serve because we're in line. I mean, it's all about service. Yeah. We exist to serve. We don't exist to serve ourselves. Yeah. We exist to serve our communities. Amen. So, I mean, thank you. All right. So nice talking to you. Thank you okay. for having me. I really, really appreciate it. The pleasure is mine. I'm so grateful that you took time to be with me today. If you enjoyed this conversation and you want to hear more, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And to watch the video version of this podcast and all of our other episodes, please subscribe to the anitab.org channel on YouTube. And for more on how you can be the way forward, head over to anitab.org. I'll be back in two weeks.